called? You called the Jesse James. Jesse, a.k.a. The Bizzle. Oh, The Bizzle, thank you. <laughs> the Bizzle? Thank you, The Bizzle. Yeah. The Bizzle. All right, ladies and gentlemen of The Bizzle cast, welcome back to the Awkward Controllers, talking video games, etc., with my boys Ethan and Austin. Great to have both of them back on this beautiful Sunday afternoon, mere hours before the Eagles are laying the smackdown on someone. So it we'll, won't be too long here, because the Eagles game is coming on soon, and we are all giant fans, so it is great to have them on on this rainy and cloudy day in Philadelphia, but we will be much more upbeat, hopefully, here on the podcast. So welcome back, guys. First in, Ethan. How you do? How you been, man? Good to have you back. I've been pretty good. I've been pretty good. It's good to be back. Awesome. Austin, how you been, buddy? I've been pretty good. Just been playing like a lot of fighting games. Just, you know, looking at, you know, just gaming news and been it's an emotional rollercoaster this week of gaming. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll get into that. Guys, just so you know, um, Austin is on his phone because he's having some mic problems, and we've determined that it works plenty uh, plenty good, plenty well um, for this week, so that's why he sounds a, a little distant, um, but shouldn't have any other problems other than that. So why don't we dive right into it, boys? So uh, listeners, we have some game trailers to talk about and announcements. Uh, we have some uh, updates on the state of the various consoles live stores uh, which having various levels of problems or potential problems. We also are going to talk about the ongoing case uh, in some European countries against electronic arts for gambling uh, with loot boxes which is always of interest to me um, and just a great kind of social economic topic. Um, Life is Strange 2 is about to come out. I'm mostly avoiding everything about it because what makes those games great is mostly the surprises and uh, we may mention Spider Spider-Man, which has sold a thousand million copies, which we all knew was going to happen, and some other things. So does that sound pretty good, guys? Sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. Awesome. All right. So which one of you wants to go first with the news story? Austin, why don't I throw it to you? You can bring up anything from the past few weeks since we've talked. Um, well, the one thing that I really want to talk about was like the closure of Telltale Games, mm-hmm. because uh, that one was really tragic. Um, you know, a lot of people, uh, like the devs, in there they were tweeting about it and like they were like talking about how you know corporate was just like basically not giving them their, their stuff like uh i know healthcare benefits were running out and then like all of them had just started working like a couple people just started working there and they were like other people working paycheck to paycheck and then this source of income just stopped out of nowhere because of like bad uh financial management so yeah, and just just to uh, just to clarify for the listeners, so Telltale Games, guys, even if you know very little about video games, and this is what makes it so shocking, you probably have heard of Telltale Games, even if not by name, which are basically sort of point-and-click adventures having to do with some of your favorite characters in television shows, from Batman to The Walking Dead to Game of Thrones. They've been of extremely varied quality um, between the games. Some are much better than others. For example, I know I, I've played the Batman ones and really enjoy them. I know people like Walking Dead. The Game of Thrones is unplayable, and there's a bunch of others. They tap into a similar vibe as Life is Strange. You have way less control, and the stories and characters are way less interesting, but it's a fun way to pass some hours where you basically make uh, choices in dialogue. You have to click a bunch of buttons, and you feel like you're accomplishing something, which I am totally cool with. I mentioned during our uh, discussion a few weeks ago when Austin was talking about uh, Detroit Becoming Human is I like you know the games that are like part adventure, part walking simulator, part just telling a story. 
I'm actually playing the Pillars of the Earth on my computer right now, which is great. Uh, it's basically the same thing, just without the Q- without the QTEs of, of button mashing and so forth. But Austin, I wanted to throw it back to you because I'm not lying, man. My first reaction when I heard this before I literally read anything was this must be a corporate fuck up because there are too many people I know, including people who play almost no video games and the most hardcore streamers. That entire spectrum loves the good Telltale games. And so my first reaction, just knowing the industry, was this must have been a corporate fuck up. And I'll throw it back to you because that sounds like exactly what's happening. Yeah, it it was really rough because everybody that worked for them was like tweeting about it and like openly saying stuff about it. And that was like a couple of days before like the closure. Well, I got to check the data again, but it was pretty recent. And like everybody was just going out and just exposing everything about how corporate treated them. They were just like, uh, they cut off certain benefits. Some people were late on pay or something like that. Like everybody was talking about different things. It was, you know, you, you got to just, <laughs> the sales were pretty low for Telltale games. Like the one, most recent ones, like I, I know, um, a lot of people like The Walking Dead, but it wasn't as popular as like. Uh, uh, when, um, I mean, people liked like The Wolf. Uh, was The Wolf Among Us? That what it's called? Yeah, it was The Wolf Among Us. Yeah, yeah. I think people didn't like that as much as The Walking Dead because Walking Dead was much more popular. Because like a lot of people are coming from the show and they were playing the game because like you know that's what they heard of and you know like I guess uh, a lot of their money just got you know basically thrown away because they didn't manage it properly so yeah for for what i understand is is that there was a fuckload of mismanagement including the fact that a week before closure i think it was yesterday or two days ago that they closed they hired someone new yeah that's how bad this was they hired someone new and they just got laid off they, like, like I can't even describe like how like like you, J- Jesse you have it right on the nose like how how are you this bad at management that you hire someone yeah. new when you're about to <laughs> unless close? they're crisis and or they're, bankruptcy manager yeah <laughs> right, right. Like, like there's there's so many there's so many angles in which this is just so fucked up because first thing like, and, and like I'm I'm really upset about the situation as someone who like truly like cares about game devs and people of that nature and understand what they go through to get games done. First and foremost, they are not getting a severance package, which is extremely, it's like traditional that if game studios close, they get a severance package of some kind because game devs are contracted. They're not, they're not salary based. So they, they, they need, they need time between they find when they find you gigs to work on games so it's very traditional that they get severance packages. None of these employees got severance packages. It's not okay. In addition, their health care is only lasting for a week until after uh, – from yesterday or two days ago. So they, they're, they're not going to have health care. And so these people have families. These people – like it's not okay on many, many levels what has happened to these employees. In addition – in addition – they are keeping around like the 25 people to finish out the last contract and obligations and stuff like that. And my best guess is that they're going to like the money, the money that would have gone to Sefer's packages and um, health care for these employees who all just got laid off is probably gone 
and mostly back to the investors for Telltale and to pay the rest of the people who are working uh, on the their final product, which is the Netflix Telltale contracted Minecraft series. Um, in addition, this is where the story gets even worse for a turn because this is where a lot of confusion comes into play. So Walking Dead... Uh, the, the second Walking Dead Telltale game is still, or was, still in production. They are going to release the third episode, but episodes four and five are not going to get released because they don't have the staff to, to make it. Which brings in the question, for everybody who bought the season pass for the Walking Dead Telltale game, they're not going to be able to get their product. So what happens? Because they paid for it, what, what's going to happen here? It, like and very likely Telltale is going to go bankrupt. So what 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 happens for these people? Are they just SOL? Like are they going to be able to do civil suits lately, or they're going to get refunds? Like so, so, something, yeah. something has to happen here. And like like that's that's the like I don't want to say that's the worst part because obviously what what was it? It was two hundred and fifty people lost their job. Um, like. On top of all of this, people are not going to get their product that they paid for. And that just seems wrong to me that they're not going to finish the product they said they were going to finish. And instead, they're going to work on this other thing that's not even released yet. So um, it's just it's, it's, it's just it's just it's just such a shitty situation all around. And it mostly leans into the fact that there are 250 talented people who are not getting paid for their, who will not get paid to finish a, the work that they spent years probably making, which can, which already sounds frustrating enough to anybody who has a creative mind. If you're an artist, a, a, a writer, what, like whatever, if you have a creative mind, like being told, Hey, you can no longer work on this thing anymore that you spent years working on. That already sounds like, terrible but the fact that you, you're not hard, gonna like, like, like just just this whole situation is just so shitty it's it, it's it's just ridiculous and i'm so yeah. like like I'm, I'm upset about it and i have, i have like nothing to do with but really it. are we really upset like let's name how many great telltale games I, there are there really are not I, a lot me, me personally i'm very upset because I was a big fan of the Sam and Max series as a kid. Yes. Like, I, I always Which, by the way, played those games. Oh, wait, really quickly, Austin. They formed the company based on buying the Sam and Max property and the Monkey Island property. I can't speak for Sam yep. and Max. Their Monkey Island game or games were nowhere near as good as the old ones. And, but I'm going to bring mm-hmm. up a point about why it was a mistake to move from that from original IPs to uh, um, other to you know uh, TV and comic book IPs and so forth. But yeah, go ahead about that because I love those games, those properties growing up, and that was a long time ago. Yeah, the Sam and Max series. Uh, I remember. It came out on Xbox Live in around like 2007, I think. I'm not sure, but um, yeah, it was really good point and click. Like they had a really good console port. I remember that. And like there was a good PC version too. Um, you know, just the the way they were going about things, uh, like buying other franchises. Like you know, it was okay. I mean, Sam, I think Sam and Max was a comic series before it was a game, right? Was it, yeah, right, it was but it's primarily series. known as an IP as a computer or video game. 
as opposed to Batman yeah. and the Walking Dead and Game of Thrones. And let's let's be honest, what does Life of Stra- Life is Strange and all the David Cage games have over Telltale? Is their original IPs? They don't have to play pay DC and uh, Dark Horse Comics a bazillion dollars to use their properties, right? I mean, Life is Strange was made yeah. so cheaply because they used the Unreal Engine. It was a completely new property. They got people hooked through the characters and the story, and so you can do episodic stuff. But do we need like the millionth Batman? Do you know origin story? Like I enjoy those games, but to be honest with you, I think the Telltale games have more to, in common with pretty superficial like iPhone games than they do with other point-and-click games like Detroit, Life is Strange, and so forth. That's my opinion, even though I have enjoyed a couple of them. Like they're not very deep, yeah. and they're paying a ton of money for expensive IPs. So I, I, even, yeah. and then you throw bad corporate, you know, management on top of that. It's actually not at all surprising the more I think about it. Ethan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, it's just. What what are the what are the things that I also understand from the situation is that they got really big really quickly and that led to a lot of that 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 was like the start of the mismanagement. Um, Money got to their heads. Right, exactly, exactly. They they grew way too quickly, and the gaming world is a very expensive place. It's ten thousand dollars per employee per month. So. If you have a bunch, two hundred fifty that that's two hundred fifty thousand dollars a month. It just in your employees alone. Like I, I, I'm not surprised in the slightest that this did happen. Mm-hmm. What, 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 what? It's, it's just how they handled the 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 closure of the company mm-hmm. is what's extremely upsetting to me. Absolutely, it uh, sucks. But what I'm saying g- g- gaming, is, yeah. g- g- gaming studios close yeah. all the time, yeah. especially especially outside companies. Sure, in which two 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 outside companies also closed this week, yeah. which leads up to up to 500 gaming shop less this week, which is even more right. upsetting. But yeah, but it like like outside companies close all the time uh, because yeah. they they they, they uh, uh, the company is successful. They open another branch for more employees. The game didn't sell that well that year, so yeah. they're like, "Well, we got to close job somewhere." Yep, that, that happens all the time. Yeah, but um, but if you had told someone in 2015 before Life is Strange come out, like, "Hey, we're going to do a kind of lo-fi adventure with about a couple of lesbian girls in high school who managed to have superpowers, but it's mostly girls talking to each other, <laughs> and boys and men are going to love this game. It's going to sell a bazillion copies. It's going to get bought by a bigger company, make a great prequel, and now making a sequel, which is one of the most anticipated games of the year and has already sold a ton of copies. Also, let's look at David Cage, right? I want to throw this to you, Austin, because you're a fan and you like Detroit, you know, each of his games yep. sells better and better, but if you looked on the paper about what David Cage was going to do with those games, knowing nothing about them, you'd be like, no one would be interested in this, right? Which shows to me yeah. that people want great story and great gameplay, and the you know, like, the fact that the Arkham games have done so well is because, for the most part, it's been great gameplay, and Spider-Man 2 because it's been really good gameplay, from what I understand, not just because of the license, and that's why, again, if you look at the, a lot of the successful games the last couple of years other than zelda which has been around forever and some of the comic book titles most of them have just been awesome awesome games or games like god of war that have been completely re-envisioned from what they originally were but because of gameplay and the reputation of the studios that's another thing is reputation of consistency from the studios i mean let's not let's not forget naughty dog started with fucking um crash bandicoot um you know uh uh gorilla started with the with the kill zone games which weren't even that great but sony saw potential so 
so they bought them up. Sony, Ethan, this goes back to console wars. What was Sony doing already in the early 90s is buying up interesting, innovative European and international companies, yep. studios, right? They yep. did it with yep. Lemmings, was their very first acquisition with Lemmings, and it just continued since then. Telltale, you know, by tethering everything to these IPs we already know about and gameplay that's kind of shallow and sort of the same in each one, well, when you can play The Witcher, where you also get tons of moral choices and it really matters over the course of the game, you know, like I, I don't think Telltale does any one thing particularly well. And so again, you add inconsistency and bad corporate management. This will be my last thought. You guys can keep talking about it. My last thought is you had inconsistency in the game, bugs, you know, a lot of the games not being that great, having to pay a ton of money for the IPs and bad corporate management. And the more I talk and think about this, the more it's obvious this was unsustainable. And to be honest, it's amazing it made it this long. Ethan, I'll throw it to you. And then Austin, you can have final thought on this topic. If you want, we'll move on. So Ethan? I think uh, I. Mm, I mean, let's put it this way: Life is Strange Two is going to outsell pretty much every Telltale game ever, uh, or at least in recent uh, memories, and that says a lot considering Walking Dead and Batman. I think that. I think that. I think it's just a shitty. My general assessment is just a shitty situation in general. I think. But are we really losing the way? Okay, so when EA closed, when when EA, so when EA sabotaged Bioware, closed down. What was the San Francisco studio that was doing the Star Wars game in in Shire? Santa Monica. No, 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 no. There was no, 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 that wasn't it. Um, It wasn't Gorilla. Had a name like that when they closed down the you know the Star Wars fourteen fourteen or whatever um, it was called game. Like that was really something we lost, right? Like when they sabotaged Halo Wars, which was also in the Schreier book, right? That was something we really lost in the in the downfall or 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 lack of production in the Halo series. These studios were really losing something. I'm not sure we're losing a lot, even though it's sad and it would be great to have them. In the big picture, uh, there's no genre where Telltale is at the top of that genre as far as i can tell I, I, there was there was a wolf among us 2 in production there was a there was more walking dead in production so for those games yes uh i don't it outside of those games probably not but mm-hmm. i i, I what, what 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 for, for me for, for me what, what what is and and i i understand that you don't feel truly upset what i'm trying to say about what i really tr- truly upset about is there is talent at this studio yes. that no longer that, that no longer has a job and they worked on games that they truly felt were awesome and people did buy some of those games like Wolf Among Us, like the Walking Dead Telltale series, and people did truly enjoy those games, and that's that's the disappointment and that's the that that that's where I'm coming from. Yeah, there was a ton of talent at Star Wars yeah. 1313. The difference was, until Disney came in, they were treated great, paid well, and even when it closed, they like they talk about in Schreier's book, they keep wanting to get that call from Disney to come back and finish 1313. If you compare that with the Telltale employees you know, tweeting against their bosses leading up to this, there's obviously a difference in those corporate cultures between LucasArts, Rest in Peace, and the Telltale company. Both of which were shut down, and both of which people are pissed about. Yes. Uh, Austin, final yes, thoughts. Yeah. All right. Hey. Uh, my final thoughts is Quantic Dream has like you know a lot more resources. Like their graphics were always better, and their stories. I, I yeah, they were better because they were original. And um, you know, at Telltale closing, uh, it's not really a big blow as some of like uh, some other developers and stuff. But you know, as a fan, I'm still a little upset because I grew up playing their games like Sam and Max, and like. 
the first season of The Walking Dead and stuff like that. After that, I just watched it. But they wasted their money on Minecraft. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's about it. You th- yeah. It sounded like you wanted to say something. No, no, no. I, 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 th- I think it's a more interesting conversation that we can go deeper into, but we don't have a ton of time. Word. Well, Microsoft managed me to manage through accidental clicking to just steal ten more dollars from me for Skype credit. God damn you, fucking Microsoft! Sorry, pieces of shit. Let, let me let me go on a let me go on my second rant of the day about um about the loot box situation that is currently uh happening in Belgium mm-hmm. and is going to spread to the rest of the world quickly here. Sure. Um, and by quickly, I mean on a couple years scale, but you know, quickly is yeah. quickly. Um, so the Belgium Gaming Commission uh, this month basically said loot boxes in games are deemed as gambling, which is like that's true. It's a hundred percent. Like finally, we have countries around the world that are finally accept, like putting in regulation for this. Um, and so, ev- so Steam. Uh, Blizzard, 2K, they're all like, yep, we cool, whatever, we're going to comply. We disagree with your decision, but uh, we uh, we understand and we are going to we are going to take them out of the game. So it, like they had like a 30 day period to remove them. And every company except for big surprise, EA has complied. Um, I want to quickly start with 2K because their story is shorter. What they did. So they complied with the with the with the regulation mm-hmm. but what 2k did was 2k put out some pr that said we disagree with what the belgian gaming commission is uh saying about loot boxes and gamings and they're telling people and they're basically saying that loot boxes are choice and which is the common term that all of these companies are using as a corporate to sure. push that it's not gambling right um, just like being born an alcoholic and, is a choice yeah right and 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 the PR it, the PR is go call your representatives to get loot boxes unbanned from the Belgium gaming commission. <laughs> it, it it's truly hilarious that a company would like this would go so far. And I, I've said this many times before. Two K is just as shitty as EA. It's just EA is way bigger, so people focus on EA. Um, but. Yeah. By the way, it's guys, watch the Jim hilarious. Sterling video on this from a couple weeks ago. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I know you did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like this is just hilarious yeah. that anybody would mm-hmm. like, like, like that a that they think this would work. B that first of all, gamers calling the representatives. Yeah, sure, that's gonna work out real well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what, what, what do you think, Ethan? Because we've talked about this topic enough. I, I mean, uh, we both agree that the loot boxes is bullshit. It, does EA have any feet to stand on in, in their argument? Um, like, could you even make an argument for them, even if you don't agree? Or is this an open and chuck case that has more to do with how many lawyers EA, EA has? If they pay enough money to the representatives. Yeah. Um, but it, so, so for EA's situation, basically what they said was, they said... Nope, you're dead wrong. Mm-hmm. We're gonna not do it. And now the now the police bureau of Belgium is investigating them. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's cool. 
Uh, so at some point here, EA, assuming EA does get fined, mm-hmm. they'll get fined a buttload of money, mm-hmm. and uh, they're going to take a loss. And what will start to happen here is this is where the story gets to like get even better mm-hmm. because now Australia had a, a report published, um, a, a study that found that loot boxes do inspire gambling. And that 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 whole situation, like so, over there, similar actions are probably going to be taken. Where Belgium also had actions taken, mm-hmm. and there is a there is a letter or uh, that or a study that is uh, that has been signed by I think a hundred or so, or like I can't remember the exact number. It was like thirty to a hundred or something of states or countries yep. that have basically agreed that loot boxes in, are, are, are do yeah. to inspire oh, gambling. Yeah. Wait, really quick. And, really quick, Ethan. And that they, me, that they are all yeah, let me, grouped together to share yeah. evidence on this. Let, let, let me say the following here, which is if we had an even semi-functioning f- uh, country, government, and presidency, of which we're not even close, this is an issue that actually might gain traction in, in this country, but when we're throwing immigrant cr- kids into concentration camps and trying to bring down the president, this is not exactly tracking as an important issue in this country. So, right. I really so, can't so blame... Hawaii well, I know, but better. it's not just Hawaii. There's lots of local and state representatives that are behind legislation on this, because children gambling is something that both people, reasonable people on the right and the left agree with in this country. Yes. It's protecting yes. kids from any type of predatory things including gambling what i'm saying is we are in such a fucking shit storm right now that it doesn't even track and so i can't get mad about the u.s not doing anything and so if we're not gonna do anything until we get a new president and new government then i'm very happy that i know belgium seems like a small country but you know what they're stop, still top 20 gdp in the world and they have a lot of influence in yeah. the european union which by the way is based in belgium i believe is the eu so you know i i, I think this is a huge step i know some scandinavian countries have talked about this i'm sure England will be discussing this. English in Germany are usually on the front lines about this stuff. So I don't want to go on too long. Um, so let me, I don't have anything to add, Ethan. That was a great update. Um, so I want to let you finish and have Austin have a word on this and move, then we'll move on to some actual games news. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's just awesome to start to see this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What I do want to point out is yes. um, that change is around the corner metaphorically mm-hmm. but what we what what i need everyone to if you're an american in particular yeah and you don't like the loot box situation here you do need to continue to push for yep. legislation on this because around the world paying for pay, paying for content in games is a very cultural different thing in korea in particular it is accepted that you are allowed to pay for progress in games right so games around the world and i know this from from like like just just for playing destiny 2 mm-hmm. you can in the korean version only you are allowed to buy items with real world dollars a vendor you can't even access yes in the american version mm-hmm. you can go to that vendor in game and buy stuff with real world dollars mm-hmm. that's super rare that you can't normally get okay so right. it's it, it, like it is a culture there is a cultural difference yes but if you if you really want it to be changed here in America, you yeah. do need to push for it. Yep. Because a it'll help, and uh, it'll it'll speed up the process here in America. But it also is important because game companies will continue to 
and, and publishers will in, partic- in particular will continue to shift the mm-hmm. games, which is this is what happened in Belgium, right. is 2K18 has now been gutted of its gameplay mm-hmm. because of how the 2K game, the 2K uh, sports games work, is you can pay money to get things really quickly, or you could grind a couple. How many hours did you have to grind for like a little bit of progress, Austin? In 2K? You gotta grind for at least two hours in order to get your character up at least. What, like, up. what, like a pair of shoes, right? Oh, a pair of shoes is gonna cost you like uh, half your game check. <laughs> well, right. no, exactly. Your game check. Exactly. So <laughs> the game has now been gutted because the because all the devs did was remove all possibility in Belgium for you to access the loot, the loot, the loot box stuff. Mm. So so publishers will do anything to sneak around exactly what they have to do. So if they have to gut the game of all of its ab- ability to for you to basically play the game effectively mm-hmm. they'll do it just so that they can pl- comply with the law if what, what we need to push for is is that these regulations are set in place quickly that way games are not goaded of all their essential features and mm-hmm. then once they're what w- once that's in place we no longer have to worry about games that might be gutted of their essential features because okay. right. i can already imagine i can imagine a, ser- a scenario what Five years from now, mm-hmm. loot boxes are banned all across. All right, East, 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 East. Okay, all right. <laughs> I want to talk Destiny two during this podcast, which is has some a great transitional elements of what we're talking about. Um, but first, Austin, any thoughts on this? And then we're going to start talking about games we're playing, including Destiny. But um, Austin, any thoughts? There's a. This is similar to the case of uh, Steam when uh, the CS:GO gambling got cracked down uh, a couple years ago. Um, there there's a lot of kids that were like outraged because like they were gambling and stuff like that. They, right. they, they were forced to stop. But uh, you know, it was uh they the lawsuit that went through really hurt it. Um I'm not sure if this loot box thing could take to a, a lawsuit because it is at the end of the day. You can choose to buy it or not. Like I know Capcom, their their Devil May Cry game or whatever, they got like purchasable upgrades and the story modes that you don't have to grind for them. Like these are just all optional stuff, right? Um, I don't, I don't really care about loot boxes because it is like a fun little gamble at the end of the day. Like same way you would play the lottery for fun or something like that. Mm-hmm. Just you know, open up a crate or open up a pack of cards and like Madden or something like that. So I, I don't really have a problem with loot boxes or anything like that because at the end of the day, people can give them out for free or they can just like sell them. I mean, it doesn't matter. Hmm. All right. So let's do this, guys. Let's go around the circle. Let's each we'll each, each give a game that we're playing. It could be one we've talked about before. It could be one we've started since the last time we've talked. It could be one we've just started. Blah 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 blah. Um, before we do that, and actually, Eth, let's have. Well, I don't know how many times we're going around the circle here. Let's have Destiny Two be the final one because the two uh, 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 online uh, video game voices that I, I talk about the most, Alana Pierce and Jason Schreier, are both madly back in love with Destiny Two. Apparently, so mm-hmm. I want to get to the fact that Destiny Two, since we've started this podcast well, almost a year ago, has been trending up and up and up. And get your thoughts about where it's at. Um, with what was it a few weeks ago with the Forsaken? Yeah, it was okay, so, three weeks ago. So Tuesday. let's save that for sort of the final main section about games, and then we might have a few miscellaneous things to end with. Um, mm-hmm. First of all, has, have, has anyone played Spider-Man? I haven't. Everyone seems to love it. I still have no interest, but it seems to be, uh, everyone loves it. Yeah, I, just the just, just lately, I, me and also were at work the other day, and we were talking to a coworker, and I just I threw out the name and the concept 
to him, and he was like, "I'm down." I'm getting it's, it right. Like, 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 like the. From what I understand is that this has the very same effect that Breath of the Wild did, mm-hmm. which is the concept's great, the gameplay's great, the game is great. Right. It's already a masterpiece. Yeah. Like, it, 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 very simply, the ducks lined up, the work was put in place, mm-hmm. and this game is very good. Now, as I've never played it, mm-hmm. and I've barely watched any gameplay, I can't speak to that specifically. And I also have not a lot of interest in yeah. the game itself i mean look but, you guys yeah. you you guys know exactly where i stand on this which is if they had made batman arkham knight all the parts not including the horrible driving bit I, I don't know how spider-man could be better than that game batman arkham knight was the best punchy game like you know punchy punchy game i've played in a long time maybe ever but it became unplayable because 40 hours in you're still doing these horrible driving missions so if spider-man is just as good or close to as good as the best parts of Arkham Knight. I don't really have an interest yeah. in getting back into that. If anything, I'll try and force myself to play Shadows of Mordor or something at some point. But I'm just yeah. not interested yeah. in Spider-Man and swinging around New York City. But I'm glad it's doing well. And it's a, yet another giant victory for Sony, which is it's not even newsworthy at this point that they're putting out A-level games constantly. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know what else to say about it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. This is annoying for Sony. Yeah, okay. Awesome. Let me throw it to you. What's a game you've been playing uh, that maybe we know about or maybe we don't know about? Well, um, I've been playing this, uh, just a lot of like fighting games because uh, recently was the tournament CEO Otaku. Mm. Otaku, and um, yep, it was a uh, it was a great gaming event. Uh, a lot of people showed up. Um, one of the greatest fighting game players, two of the greatest fighting game players of all time, Sonic Fox and Tokido both respectively won in their games, Street hmm. Fighter Five and um, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've just been playing a lot of fighting games. Uh, I'm waiting um, to get uh, some more money so that I can go out and grab some new RPG because I'm waiting to waste my time in something else right now. What? Wait, which RPG? Play Destiny with me. It's just any... Just any <laughs> RPG right now. I, I just gotta get something new. I just need something new. Uh-huh. Play Destiny with me. Okay, well, give me give us an example of an RPG you might get with that money. Um, I might grab Octopath. Octopath. Um, uh-huh. Play the same game eight times. That sounds like fun. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I'm into those like brain dead grinding kind of games. Cause, like I could sit there yeah. for an hour. Oh yeah, I'm look. I'm right with you. I, I hear that. Yeah. Yeah, but um, I am happy for the Switch uh, RPG future because. Bunch of Final Fantasy games are coming. Final Fantasy Seven coming to the Switch, which means I'll be able to take that with me everywhere mm-hmm. I go. And I can't okay. Wait for that. Well, don't give but, us everything because I want to go around the circle. Um, but I wanted a specific one. Yeah. What's what's the main fighting game you're playing? Tell, tell us about it. Dragon Ball Fighters. It's, um, so what yeah, if for those of us hold on one sec for those of us who grew up playing you know Street Fighter all the Street Fighters all the Mortal Kombat's maybe Guilty Gear. Um, uh, Virtual Fighter, uh, Tekken, etc. What other than being Dragon Ball, which I had no connection with growing up because I was too old when that started to happen. What does Dragon Ball yeah. Z from a gameplay give us? One or two things that you like about the gameplay of Dragon Ball, which I think we discussed. Austin did very well in terms of popularity at um, Evo, right? Evo, yep. Okay. Uh, the game is much similar to that of uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Uh, I know that was a really good arcade fighter back in the day. And like this one just relives some of that magic mm-hmm. with the three v three fighting. 
Uh, I know Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite isn't really that good right now because of how poorly Capcom handled that. Sure. And um, uh, <laughs> and uh, then there's you know just Dragon Ball Fighters is a really big community now. Uh, a lot of people are picking up the game because they had a childhood love for like Marvel vs. Capcom series mm-hmm. or the Dragon Ball series. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, it's really like beginner friendly it's not like there's a ton of mechanics you need to know like super smash brothers melee it's just you can pick up a arcade stick or a controller and still perform like anyone else as long as you put in the time and effort like it's really good seeing like yeah. your progress from a scrub to a uh-huh. player. so if you have smash on one side of the spectrum and you have, let's say, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat in some order, sort of in the middle. And then you have the really technical games like um, Guilty Gear, or more technical games like Guilty Gear, further uh, on a different side. Like, where in the spectrum of casual play to, like, there's a million hitboxes, etc., is, is Dragon Ball from a pure gameplay standpoint? Uh, the game is relatively... Uh, easy for casuals because there's an auto combo system. Like, could and, I uh, beat you, it, having never played that game but of playing fighting games, in 10 games, could I beat you once or twice right now? Uh, yeah, you could. You could. Because uh, the combos are really easy to pick up and it's pretty, like, self-explanatory what you can do. You just learn special moves and, like, right. what each combo button does and then, like, you'll find out that things link into one of another mm-hmm. and then, like, it, you'll start to pick up the gameplay fairly quickly if you've played a fighting game before. Word. Word. Okay. E, throwing it to you. Other than Destiny, been playing anything? Uh, I've been replaying Fallout New Vegas because I love that game. Ooh. Um, go in on. In my spare time. When, go I'm, when, on. Out of grind, when, when I'm done with grinding for the week in Destiny because there's a limited amount of things uh, at the place I'm at in the game that I can do in the meantime, and I don't want to burn myself out on grinding either. So I like to give at least like a couple hours to just a an open world game that i love playing mm-hmm. um fallout new vegas, new vegas is DLC? yeah like like fallout new vegas is easily my favorite fallout game hands down and they're remaking Probably, it fallout 4 <laughs> yeah they're remaking it that there's a there's a mod team that's remaking it all with all fallout 4 assets which is really nice because mm. it looks pretty mm-hmm. um but fallout 4 is probably my favorite bethesda game hands down no questions asked fallout 4 uh, or new vegas or sorry, New Vegas. Okay. Um, and uh, like the DLC in that game, the two of those DLCs and two of the four DLCs in that game are possibly the two greatest DLCs I've played in a game. Period. Mm. Like, like no questions asked. One of the DLCs like really takes you through a trip in your mind and like makes you think about your actions as the as the as the silent NPC mm-hmm. because what's really great about like the early fallouts is there's no voice acting versus where fallout four is. Mm-hmm. So you have a voice in fallout four and you, with the dialogue options, it makes, it makes a much more dialogue centric world. Mm-hmm. Um, with the fallout three and fallout in Vegas, you just click box, you, you click boxes through like more like the choose your own adventure style games. You don't have a voice. You don't have any of that. It's just, you have this playable character this is your equipment. You see yourself if you're playing the third person version, but um, like, like you don't have a voice. You, the only like personality is you projected through mm-hmm. clicking whatever route you want to go through of morality through the game. Yep. Um, and so that the, and with New Vegas, that creates a much different tone versus the other Fallout's. Mm-hmm. But in general, with one of the DLCs, 
it creates this very um I I I I hate I hate creating this metaphor, but it's the only one I can think of right now. It creates a very pulp fiction esque added like like story through the DLC hmm. because the 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 antagonist is is basically spouting biblical quote like, like biblical style like information at you and you have no idea it's about you the non playable character or not not, not the NPC the, the it's about you as the like the the main character uh and you have no idea whether he's spouting bullshit or he's spouting like things that actually happened because it happens before the events of the main game so it it it, 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 cre- it creates this very odd uh, gameplay experience. Hmm. Um, and at the end, like you, you have the same morality choices, but now you have to go on the information. That now the only information you have to go on is whether you believe this guy or not. Mm-hmm. And th- and believing in this guy, it basically says, okay, I believe the events that he's spouting at me, or I believe half of it. Or I believe none of it, hmm. and it, 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 based on what you choose, it leads to a second set of uh, a second morality choice. I'm not going to spoil that because that's a that's a huge fun part. Sure, um, but it's it's the, like the fact that that DLC in my mind remains to this day when you can't when I when I when no other DLC I can think of in my head just comes to me instantly speaks to the fact that like it made a huge impact. Hmm. Um, Interesting. Outside of that, mm-hmm. I'm super excited for a ton of the stuff that's coming to the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, Civ Six was announced for the Switch, which is fantastic. I can't wait to play Civ on the go. That just seems like a super awesome port, especially since they made it for the iPad. Mm-hmm. So if they made it for the iPad, there's no reason why they couldn't make it for the Switch because the Switch does have touch screen controls. Mm-hmm. So that that's super awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh. All of the board games that are coming to the Switch super yeah. excites me. Cool. Super excites me. Yeah. Uh, Catalan in particular, mm-hmm. and the fact that they're making a Munchkin RPG mm-hmm. is super awesome to me because I mm-hmm. love Munchkin. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and then I'm playing, and then I, and then I'm playing the Xenoblade Chronicles Two expansion. I know we have some more stories. I mean, if 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 Austin can get back on, we can talk about some of the Xbox Live PS uh, mm-hmm. online stuff. Um, but I did want to cover EA. I did want to cover Telltale. So those are the main ones. Um, I've been hearing very mixed things about Tomb Raider, which I have not played. What have you heard about Tomb Raider? And then I'll give you one or two that I've been playing. Maybe I haven't up. heard much at all, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, I, haven't been, I haven't been paying attention to it because I've been yeah. grinding Destiny. It sounds um, like th- what they, the problem is that they tried to go super meta on it t- in order to... Okay. Like, they didn't want to change Lara Croft, but they understand that she keeps being a problematic character for a lot of reasons. And so she's, like, super-powered right from the beginning, but there's almost, like, too much hmm. self-awareness uh, in the game. It's like Deadpool Lara Croft kind of thing. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, that sounds weird. It, it is yeah. a, it's a little weird. It's a little weird and even Brittany who's like the biggest uh, lover of Tomb Raider in the world and a defender that she's never been an offensive character wasn't sure why they felt like they had to go super meta on it and the fact that I still have Rise of the Tomb Raider to get through which I think is going to you know end up being the best of the three um, the middle one I'm going to get to that now as I mentioned since the last time uh, Bizzlecasters that we've been on my PlayStation completely died multiple times I lost all my information Uh, we thought maybe it was a hard 
drive issue, and I will give it to Sony uh, that uh, I did uh, order an SSD drive for very cheap off Amazon, and it took me like literally a couple screws out, and it took me like 10, 15 minutes at most to get in there, and then you have to reinstall the software. But that didn't matter because I had already lost my information. Obviously, I should have been backing up to a hard drive, but Ethan, as you know, I, I, in 2018, I was just assuming it was in the cloud, but PlayStation being PlayStation, it's not in the cloud. Um, that being said, it came at a good time because, as you know, I stalled at 50 hours of Andromeda, and so I wasn't going any further there. I had played 120 hours of Horizon, and after a little bit of New Game Plus, I was said to myself, you know what? I'd rather sit on this game for a year or two and then replay on a hard level from the beginning because I don't want to be super powered with New Game Plus and going through these easy areas and doing these same quests again. So 120 hours of Horizon was plenty, and maybe I'll go back in a year or two. The annoying one was is this uh, Austin trying to come back on? Hello? Yeah, I mean, you there? Yeah. Okay, man. I'm just telling. I'm just talking about how I I had to replace my hard drive on my PlayStation and everything I lost. And I said, you know, I lost 120 hours of Horizon and 50 of Andromeda, but I was mostly done with those games. The annoying part was I had just gotten Fallout 4, and I was in like four or five hours of Fallout 4. And the fact that I don't really want to start it again anytime soon. I don't think Fallout 4 is a bad game, but it wasn't like, oh, I need to get to that four-hour mark again and, and keep going. Like, yeah. I, I will sit on it and play it at some point. It definitely was not buggy. I mean, there was some hilarious Bethesda bugs with people floating through walls and stuff. I, I, I At this point, they either are just shitty with bugs or they do it because they think it's funny and neither of those reasons are acceptable to me. That being said... It, it's their engine, to be honest with you. But. Yeah, It wasn't so bad that I, I wouldn't give it another chance, and so... With a much smaller hard drive uh, and picking up what I wanted to really play going forward, I was like, you know what? The one game that I know is a spectacular all-time great game and didn't give a fair shake on, even though I know it's better on PC, I'm still going to do it because I own it and it'll be a great story, is The Witcher 3. So I re-downloaded The Witcher 3. I haven't like gotten into it yet. I've decided I'm probably going to play it on relatively easy so that I don't have to worry too much about the combat because I want to do every single mission and get all the stories and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, whereas in Horizon, as I was telling Ethan bo- before we start recording, the, the combat in Horizon is part of what makes it awesome, and so I, there was no way I wasn't going to uh, play that on at least normal difficulty. I wasn't going to play easy on Horizon Witcher. I haven't really decided yet, um, and, you know, I, I, I'm going to give Divinity another chance. Um, XCOM 2, War of the Chosen. I played most of the original XCOM 2, and War of the Chosen already is way better. So I've got, like, you know, four or five games on the smaller hard drive that's working great. Everything's faster, no crashes, and so so I've been giving all those a try. But honestly, guys, I'm realizing more and more I'm just still, after all these years, a computer game guy. I just passed 100 hours on Stellaris, which I love. I, I think I'm going to start a new campaign because I got uh, an expansion pack called Synthetic Dawn where you can play an emergent AI race all the way from the beginning with like all new tech trees and like a completely new evolutionary cycle. That's sort of my Civ Six game, Ethan. You know, when I'm like a little tired in a bad mood, and like you know don't want to have the brain to function too hard but i want to make some choices and have some great music you know and and great graphics is i go to stellaris and and my final thing is i did finally get civilization six because the uh one of the uh, online stores was having a sale and was donating all they had like total biscuits 
10 of Total Biscuit's favorite games of all time, you know, XCOM 2 and some of the lesser known ones, Brothers, and but they had Civ 6 for $29 and they were donating 100% of it to, to the, their cancer funds. I was like, you know what? If I don't get it now, I'm never going to get it. So I just got Civ 6. I'm about five, six, seven hours into one of the campaigns. Ethan, I might need you to give me a tutorial at some point about how to speed up my progress because I'm so used to Stellaris where uh, it's not really turn-based like you can pause it, but you can also let it run for years at a time as things develop. Yeah. So I might need you to give me a little tutorial, but I, I do well, really like we, how it we, looks so far. We uh, Well, Austin has it, so I'm thinking that the three of us play a campaign together, but... Cool. Yeah, I could like I could stream it, and you guys could yeah, come on the mic and give me advice and tell me what to do and stuff. Yeah. So I think that's mostly what I've got. Oh, I do love Pillars of Eternity, uh, but it, it's I got it specifically because I knew it was going to be like a hundred hour plus D and D Baldur's Gate type game, and so I'm not rushing through because while they do have pretty good voice acting, there's a ton of reading. It's more similar to JRPGs having some voice stuff, but also a lot of reading, and it's very well written. Yeah. But you have to be in the right mode to do it. So I've really been enjoying Pillars. It runs great on my computer, um, and so that's that's mostly what i've been playing other than some starcraft uh here or there um so anything uh, other games from you two and then we'll talk really quickly about the state of the switch and playstation online services uh austin anything else from you uh no not really <coughs> okay yeah i don't yeah. really have anything Eth? No. yeah i'll just quickly go over the destiny oh yes yeah so destiny 2 yeah go um ahead. Destiny 2 is finally in a state where it feels like it's a full-blown sequel to the original Destiny. Awesome. So that's great. Um, it feels fantastic. It plays fantastic. Uh, for anybody who is interested, you can get the full game plus everything else you need to play it for 60 bucks. So that's that, that's great. Uh, it shouldn't have taken them a year to get this right, mm. but corporate deadlines and reboots and blah blah. Arguably, eight years whenever you start Destiny One development, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, there, there's a whole bunch of factors, and I'm not going to go into that. And frankly, I don't need to defend them as a consumer. No, I'm a consumer, of course not. Um, but uh, it feels great. I'm super glad to have my hobby back. I've I'm three weeks in of out I'm three weeks mm-hmm. in worth of hours to Destiny Two Forsaken yeah and it I feel like I don't want to stop mm-hmm. like that th- that that's the telltale sign because a month into Destiny Two Vanilla it was like well I've done everything mm-hmm. what's next so yep. I'm three weeks in and I have easily another two and a half months and then a week later the first DLC will launch. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's it's great. It's a great time to be, be a Destiny fan. Mm-hmm. Um, if you if you like sci-fi shooters, if you like looter shooters, yep. Uh, I know that the September for September it's still active. You can get Destiny Two base game for free on PlayStation Plus if you have it. So download it, play it if you like it. Um, you know that that that's all I can say. Uh, I know there's a free trial available on all platforms as well but it's very limited and only lets you go up a little bit uh so try that if you want to try it but uh if, if your playstation definitely definitely get it for free there's no reason not to get it for free mm-hmm. so go mm-hmm. for it that's all i could say uh and watch gameplay mm-hmm. watch, well, just, watch gameplay always yeah. helps so just really quickly if the major update 
with No Man's Sky a month or two ago, got tons of people back into it or into it for the first time. What's like the main, you just talked about some specific things, but like what's like the main sort of meta thing that when you say, oh, it finally feels like a sequel and a lot of streamers that I follow are like back into it, like what we saw with No Man's Sky, like what's the main thing you think they did on the inside where this was like the big step for them or a big step? Yeah. I could go into like I can go into like a long conversation about this because I saw a review the other day that made the perfect example and it's actually mm-hmm. from Console Wars um, with the Coke Pepsi thing where Coke changed their formula right. and then everyone begged them to change it back. Um, this is a perfect example with with it, where Bungie is Coke. They changed mm-hmm. the formula for Destiny Two mm-hmm. and they they gutted all of the hardcore players by doing it and. They, they, they changed the format to get more people into it, just like Coke did. Mm-hmm. Coke, Coke changed the format to get Pepsi people to buy it. Guess what? Bungie got Pepsi people to buy their game. They also put the game down, just like the hardcore players. So now you have no one playing the game. Hmm. So they they brought they brought back the hardcore. It's more hardcore than it's ever been. The like everything about the game is like just better. It feels like a true sequel. Right. It it, it they they brought it, they brought back the original Coke formula. It, it just uh, to to quote to quote the Nvidia RTX conference, it just works. <laughs> so word uh, okay, it just works. It just, it just works. works. Right. Speaking of which, quickly quick update on that. Um, if you are going to buy, if you happen to have the money for a twenty eighty, um, you may want to rethink it because they're super backstocked and not enough games are going to support it right now. So if you're thinking about one, try looking at something more like a 1080 for now mm-hmm. because it's going to be cheaper and it's going to be more useful. Okay. All right. All right. So let's end on online services. Uh, it leaked Blizzard. Let's, uh, let's see. Diablo t- uh, 3 and one other game on the giant ripoff that is PlayStation Plus. I will not look at this twice, especially because... Blizzard is giving computer players like free access to Diablo essentially um, or well, much yeah, of it that's cool. so that's cool. I know that Diablo 3 supposedly plays better now or, or really well on consoles but there's no way if I can get a bunch of the game for free or for $10 to own on my Mac where I know Blizzard games runs well there's no way I'm going to do it so uh, why would you yeah. want to play why would you want to play the classic point I don't know on a console when I you can play don't. The, like on a point I don't play. even have room it only works yeah. the works only one that works the only, the only reason <laughs> you would you would get it on a console is for the Nintendo Switch where you can now play it portably right. exactly <laughs> alright so let's do the yeah. Switch update and we'll, we'll we'll close on that so who wants to go first All on right. that Austin, you, you uh, go first. Go for it, buddy. Yeah, you lead him in. So, uh, there was a lot of uh, talk between um, like the Nintendo Switch people, and uh, they they were like trying to get licenses mm-hmm. from like other places. I know they were talking to Microsoft to try and get that Banjo Kazooie license from like Microsoft and Rare since they're like buddies now, and um, they want an, a Banjo IP onto the Switch. We don't know if uh, we're going to get you know the original games or we're going to get a remake, but we do know that uh, that may be coming soon. Uh, the Nintendo Switch Online got hacked. By, uh, the first day it came out by uh, people trying to exploit the emulator, mm-hmm. and they were able to get the emulator running. You can replace files that are in there. 20 games, you can mm-hmm. just put your own emula- put your own ROMs in, and you can play on there. <laughs> so that's pretty insane. Mm-hmm. Um, do you know if they got the online one running for the emulation, or no? 
Uh, I don't think so. Okay. I, that, that requires some sort of other net code, I think. I'm not yeah. sure. Um, hmm. But yeah, PlayStation also did something similar to this with their PlayStation Now uh, service where you can get a bunch of PS2, uh, PS3, and PS4 games streamed to your either Sony Blu-ray device, your PS2, uh, PS3, uh, I mean, uh, PS4. Uh, I think you can play it on PS3 too, yeah. You just all stream all the games. And like the TV remote games too. Like you can stream like actual games or you can download them now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that hmm. that's yeah. with the removal of the backwards compatibility. Um, a lot of the games they want to make more money off of them again. And it's pretty easy if you just slap them onto a service like the Xbox Game Pass because people will buy that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Um, by the way, Austin, <laughs> the good news is there's a gorgeous uh, Polygon uh, kickstarted uh, fi- uh, oral history of Final Fantasy VII book that came out that looks spectacularly gorgeous. The bad news is it's sold from England in pounds, so I'm not sure how much it would cost to get to the States. Uh, but I'm going to send you the link because it's like this big black hardcover that's called 500 Years Later in Oral History of Fan- Final Fantasy VII. Uh, it, it looks absolutely amazing. Um, they're only saying... plus the low, low price of 39.99. They're only saying 39 pounds, which is like, what, 50, 60 bucks to ship here? That's like 50... Yeah. It's like 40... It's like 40... $46? $46? It's not that bad considering what it is. I mean, what? Most new hardcover giant books like that from amazon cost at least forty dollars fifty dollars and 98 cents and that includes shipping and there's no tax so i'll send you the link brother it looks pretty amazing do we lose them the zelda art book did so bad that they had to discount it on amazon yeah but final fantasy 7 this is like a a thing you know people are obsessed with it and i have to get this because it's part of my gaming lineage now. So and, and they kickstarted it, it for like a year and raised you know a hundred thousand dollars. Like this is something people really yeah. wanted. So I think this is not a cash grab. This is a labor of love, as far as I can tell from uh, yeah. from Polygon. So um, I discovered that today, and I, I, I know you'd be interested. So all right, guys. Any um, oh, we didn't really talk. I mean, anything else from Switch? I don't really care, but you guys are my co-hosts. So uh, if you, anything else on Switch? Uh, go for you it. You don't really care because you you just want to buy one, but you can't. You don't have the time to. Buy I just want to play so. Zelda. I, I really there's. Uh, I'm sick of Mario and everything else. I could care less about you know uh, yeah. Smash Brothers. I just want to play Zelda. That. That's why I was watching a uh, Tokyo Game Show just yeah. to see everything. Yeah, like. I mean, you know, there's a lot of new look, games coming to Switch. I, I hate to keep saying anything, but you push me in the corner. I have a PlayStation 4. I have not played God of War 4. I have not played Destro- um, not Death Stranding. I have not played Detroit. I have not played Spider-Man. I mean, there's like 10 games plus the Life is Strange coming out to play on my PlayStation before I invest in the Switch and try and play all those games. And as you admitted, PlayStation is even doing much better than Nintendo with single-player games the last couple of years. So, mm-hmm. that's my rant. That's because they had the Wii U, though. <laughs> 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 Which is the best system of that generation, right? Clearly, clearly, yeah, yeah exactly. All right, um, uh, you guys got anything else on the on the switch, or should we wrap this up? Uh, I just want to say to everyone out there, as a someone who hate if, if you if you really dislike the Switch Online service, I want to point out two things to you. Mm. And I'm not saying this is a Nintendo family. I'm saying this as like a consumer. Like you were paying, especially if you're playing for the family plan. If you're paying $4 for a year of internet service, first of all, you're already saving $56 mm-hmm. versus the other platforms. That's the first thing. The second thing oh, yeah. is that 
Sony does the exact same thing with their with their with their with their PS Now games. Sure. So you have yep. no right to complain about the NES stuff. Second of all, you're paying for an online service. So don't complain about the fact that if you, you have to connect every seven days to play the games. You're paying you for an online service. Mm-hmm. You're paying for an online service. Best, you better best be able to connect to the internet regularly. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's no point in paying for an online service. Now, is there? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that, that's kind of my, that, that, that's kinda my rant. It's like... It, no, I'm with you. I hate when people bitch about paying, stuff like this. An extremely, yeah. extremely, extremely cheap service for slightly lower in features. I will admit that the cl- the cloud safe thing is kind of like a, a stab in the back because it's like, why would you not launch with it in the first place? But you know what? It's better late than never. And to be honest with you, Nintendo offers the best plan for the cheapest amount of money. Hmm. So. I, I, I'm with you. Even, I, I'm even with you. if you're alone and you're yeah. paying twenty dollars for one year, sure, you're still saving. You're still saving forty bucks. Mm-hmm. Just partner up with a bunch of friends and get that family plan. That's what See, we that's did. What we, we, did. We, we have we have eight people and we are we're all paying five dollars for yeah. a year of service, and we're all getting the same benefits. Like hmm. the fact that Nintendo even offers that in the first place is like crazy. So. Yeah. Word. Yeah. All right, Austin. Anything from else from you? Um, Nintendo Switch is very good console. Give me Smash now. <laughs> Word. Well, I um, like I said, I have been watching no trailers, reading absolutely nothing about Life is Strange two. I, I'm waiting until it comes out. I'm not going to pre-order the whole series. I want to d- buy it episodically um, in yeah. case it's bad. And just because I don't have a lot of money, I trust that it's going to be good. But I, I understand why they're not letting me pre-order episodes. So I'm going to wait till it comes out. And this goes for you two and all listeners. Please do not spoil anything about the game whatsoever. Unless it's absolute trash. And let me know not to waste my money. If it's not absolute trash... I'll, you guys out there, I don't want to hear anything about the pl- t- twists and turns of Life is Strange. I know there's almost no way it's going to live up to the first two, but I'm uh, excited about it nonetheless. And uh, I'll finally get this one on my fucking... Well, uh, here's the thing, guys. I think I have to get it on console because I don't know if they're going to do a simultaneous Mac release. I'll have to look into it, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm excited anyways. Anything else coming up? You guys, so you said Smash, anything else? Uh, let's see. No, I'm just excited really for the to switch. Yeah, I want Fallout seventy six to come out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Fallout, it, that looks super fun. The question is, is that if we're going to keep playing it or not after like the first couple weeks? Word, yeah. word up. All right. Well, this has been the awkward controllers. Thank you guys. It's about a half hour till Eagles game time. Who are they playing today? Colts. Fuck the Colts. Yeah. Fuck the Colts. Uh, <laughs> what they got in Indiana? Exactly <laughs> nothing. <laughs> word. John, is that you? Oh man. We gotta hit up our Colts fan friends. Uh yeah, I'm gonna go buy Sam and Max now. Rip Telltale. We uh we, <laughs> Yeah. We love you Indianapolis. We just hate your football team. Sorry. <laughs> so alright guys, thank you so much for being on. Um I think the next podcast will be um well Austin, Ethan and I were talking about doing a tech podcast about like how to trick out your computer system without spending too much money kind of thing, which yeah. I think would be cool. Well, Austin's Austin's advice would be inherit all of your items from your best friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, let's. We'll come up with like I have. I can talk about budget builds. Sure. I'm building one for my. I'll build, I'm building one for my girlfriend right now, so I can talk about like you know entry level. Yes. Sure. Like sure. 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 So um, 
word. So, all right. Well, thank you guys so much. Thank you, listeners out there. It's been this has been the Awkward Controllers. We'll have more video game news coming to you soon. But for now, the Awkward Controllers and Bizzlecast is out.